Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is episode 196. I am your host, Ralph Burns, alongside my wonderful and talented co-host, Molly Pittman, who uh, we're doing this a little bit differently today. We're actually doing it live, but also recording. (laughs) So when you actually hear this in iTunes, it won't be live. But if you're on this Facebook Live, it is live. So I don't know. Is it live or is it not Is it live or is it recorded? I guess it's both. Yeah, we're trying something really cool and exciting today to add a live element to our recording so that we can take some live questions and have some back and forth with the audience. But we're live inside of my group team traffic. It's a monthly membership for media buyers. Uh, You can learn more at teamtraffic.com. But as Ralph said, we decided to add this live element. So this is something we'll probably do maybe once a month or so. You know, it's a live record. It's it's so hard to describe because you're (laughs) listening to it recorded right now. But to go live so that people can see the behind the scenes of our episodes, but also get to add questions. And those are probably questions that might be going through your head throughout this episode as a listener. So really excited to be here today, Ralph. This is mainly going to be you. And I know this is part of a presentation, a workshop that you're going to be delivering at Digital Marketer April 23rd, a part of their Digital Marketer Lab Elite program. And it's a workshop all about Instagram advertising. Am I right? Yeah. So that was one of the things that when they invited me to do it, and this is a part of being a digital marketer elite lab member, you actually get to go to live workshops at the DM home office in Austin. And uh, I'm going to be doing a live presentation there the week of the 22nd. I believe it's on the 23rd. 
So it's just another huge value that digital marketer brings when it comes to DM elite. And I think some people, we've got a lot of listeners here that are in DM lab and maybe they've been on the fence about, hey, should I actually upgrade and go to DM lab elite? And I think the workshops, if you look at some of the people that have actually done workshops live and you can actually go attend them, it's a pretty strong list, you know, present company, not excluded. Molly was there and, you know, a lot of our friends that are in this space and a lot of really smart people who know a lot about digital marketing. So seriously consider DM Lab Elite if you haven't, you know, considered it as of yet, but I'll be there uh, the week of the 22nd doing this presentation in probably a lot more organized fashion <laughs> than what we're going to be doing here on the podcast. But yeah, definitely cool. give it some consideration at digitalmarketer.com. And guys, as we go through this episode, we are looking at Ralph's slides right now. You can find those at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 196. Just go to the show notes and you'll be able to download these slides. But Ralph, just to sort of kick this off, I remember you came to me or we had a discussion a few months ago and you said, you know, digital marketer is asking me to do this workshop and they're asking me to do a workshop about Instagram ads. And the reason for that is that a lot of their customers are requesting more information on Instagram ads. So we were having a discussion and you told me, yeah, Digital Marketer wants me to come out and talk about Instagram ads. And what's funny is that, you know, for the past few years, as Instagram ads have become more popular, when you and I speak about Instagram ads, we normally say Facebook ads, right? Or we're speaking about the platform as a whole. Facebook owns Instagram. You run Instagram ads inside of Facebook's ads manager, right? Instagram is just a placement. It's just a box, you know, just one, well, I guess it's three or four little boxes that you can tick inside of Facebook. And so I think because you and I have been running ads on this platform so long, uh, we sometimes neglect to say Instagram, right? And we'll just say Facebook ads. Like I'll get done with a presentation and someone will come up to me and say, well, does all of this apply to Instagram ads too? And I'm like, ah, duh, Molly. You know, you should start saying that. I know it's why on the tier 11 website, you guys say Facebook and Instagram ads. So I just wanted to make that point first and foremost, that Instagram is a part of the Facebook ad platform and that you and I have never really thought about discussing Instagram as a separate entity because we really see it as the same. But we also realize that there are nuances when it comes to the two platforms. They are inherently different. When I open my phone, I go to Facebook or I go to Instagram and I spend different amounts of time on both platforms. I use them differently, right? I post different stuff. So as consumers, we're using the platforms differently, which means your ads might need to change a bit depending on the platform. But a lot of what we teach here on this podcast applies to both. So I'm sort of rambling, Ralph, but I wanted to set the stage for like the thought process when they asked you to do a workshop on Instagram, you're kind of like, oh, like, uh, I, I sort of have been looking at Facebook and Instagram as one. No, I think it's an important prelude to what we're going to be talking about here is that you really shouldn't think about it separately because there's an enormous amount of traffic on both and your users are probably on both at different times of the day when different moods strike them. It's all part of the entire ecosystem, which includes other placements like Messenger, like 
audience network. So think about them all that way. There's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's audience network, and there's Messenger. And now there's eventually going to be WhatsApp. So audience network is, you know, Facebook's sort of answer to the Google display network. So it's one more place that there's ad inventory that you can purchase. Now you don't go specifically purchase it. What we found is that the reason why that's a confusing question, like talk about Instagram, we just kind of think about it. Well, we use all placements in most cases. And, you know, there's things that you can now do to optimize your ads for Instagram, which we'll talk about here today, but people shouldn't really think about it as a separate entity necessarily. Mm -hmm. What we do find, and this is the open loop for this presentation, is that there is one thing that's in common with the Instagram accounts that we manage at tier 11 that produce an enormous amount of success. So we'll get into that in just a few yeah, seconds here. I love that, Ralph. And also a question I get a lot, what's better, Facebook ads or Instagram ads? And when you think about, you're, you're going to talk about this here in a minute. I mean, one of the reasons that Facebook acquired Instagram is that it is different from Facebook, right? One of the reasons that Facebook has a messenger channel is because it's different from the regular Facebook newsfeed. So it's not one being better than the other. First off, of course, it depends on your business and what you're trying to accomplish. But this is giving us so much more reach, you know, especially as Facebook becomes more and more saturated. Instagram's this platform of billions of people. They might have overlap, but they're using this platform in a different way. And also, I think that a lot of people still have the misconception, which I know we're going to talk about this too, that Instagram is still for younger generations. Mm. And that is absolutely not the case. Like right. my grandmother's on Instagram now. She watches every one of my stories. My dad, his partner, just looking at the people in my life that are older, they're absolutely on Instagram. So don't assume that your audience isn't on Instagram. Yeah, no, it's true. So we actually have customers who say, you know, I only want to advertise on Instagram. Can you guys do that? Because you're a Facebook and Instagram agency. I'm like, well, why is that? And they say, well, we've got a younger demographic. Well, it doesn't matter. It's like you can't pigeonhole it as a younger platform. Yes, there are probably, I think if we did an age comparison, there's probably more people comparatively, I don't have a stat on that here, that are on Instagram that are younger than they are on Facebook, but this, still there's so much traffic there. Don't think of it that way. Think about Facebook, Instagram, everything under the Facebook ad you know, manager is a way for you to reach your potential customer at the exact right place at the right time with your specific message. Let's get into some of the stats here and, and uh, talk about why Instagram. All right. So why Instagram? Well, there's a lot of traffic on Instagram. Simon, if you look at the slides that we'll leave in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, you'll see that their Instagram's monthly user growth has just exploded since 2010, which is when it debuted from what I understand. April 2012 was when Facebook bought Instagram for a cool billion dollars. And uh, people thought that they were kind of crazy back then because Facebook was really, that was like the wild, wild west of Facebook ads, 2012, 2013, 2014. Yeah. Why are you looking at this other platform? You know, younger users, they're not going to buy anything. That was kind of the thought at that point. And then Instagram became integrated fully inside the Facebook platform. And now it's obviously, it's an advertising vehicle that's 
developing a tremendous amount of growth for the company. So if we look at this chart, which we'll leave in the show notes, like I said, there's a billion active users on a monthly basis on Instagram. That's a tremendous amount of people. Mm -hmm. So there's about three plus billion active monthly users on Facebook, about 2 billion per day. So you're looking at a tremendous amount of people, a lot of overlap from the people that are on Facebook. You know, that would probably be another interesting stat. How many people that are on Instagram are also on Facebook? I would yeah. say it's probably a very high percentage. But yeah, under 2019, it's a billion users. And the most important thing as an advertiser is to look at the daily active users, because those are the people that you can reach through the platform. And it's 500 million people. Wow, that's insane. Like, that's that's insane. why I don't know the exact stat, but this is always something I look at when it comes to a traffic platform. It's why like Snapchat is up and coming. We just did a training on Snapchat in team traffic is it's not just the number of users, but people are they love this. I almost said addicted, you know, but people love these platforms. They're logging into Facebook every day. They're logging into Instagram every day. It's why a platform like LinkedIn, one of the reasons it's less attractive, I don't remember the exact stat, but they have a good amount of users, but people are not logging on every day, right? right. So you got to look at the frequency of how many, you know, what platforms not only are people hanging out on, but are they showing up every day on that platform? Yeah, indeed. So, I mean, that's the difference between the users and daily active users. Those are the ones that we really care about the most. So there's 2 billion on Facebook, 500 million on Instagram. That's a tremendous amount of reach. So those are all your customers. I mean, think about the power that you have inside the Facebook ads manager to reach 2 billion plus people a day just by sitting at your laptop and creating an ad. Like it's amazing to think of the power that we have, you know, on our laptops or even on the mobile device. Now you can do that as well. And you can reach these users on Instagram as well as all the other users that are on Facebook. So it's an important platform. And I think when you look at combined time between Facebook and Instagram, it's about 50 minutes plus per day. Wow. So not only are they logging in, a lot and there's lots of people logging in every day, but they're spending a lot of time there. So I'm opening up my screen time really quick to see what my averages are. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's a way more than me because you're way more like social media esque than me. But <laughs> mine's forty nine minutes on Facebook and 37 on Instagram. So actually surprisingly low, but I do a lot of work on those platforms on my computer. That's yeah. I mean, we're on Facebook all the time anyway. So our stats are probably a little bit skewed. Yeah. Ours I mean, are, well, at, and also that we are on so much engaging with students and things that I don't tend to go there for like pleasure anymore. You know, I'm like email, Facebook, Instagram boundaries are a bit different, but right. uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, for sure. So 50 minutes a day a statistic that shows that. And you know, Facebook understands that not only you have users, but you have this stickiness factor. People are constantly coming back. Obviously, you know, if they're coming back, it's really, it's all user generated content. When you really think of Facebook doesn't have to create any of this content themselves, they have all their users do it. The same thing with Instagram. So it's a great way in which, you know, to find a captive audience. And that's what we're going to be talking about here. How do you actually monetize that through ads? Mm -hmm. So over 30% of the U.S. population use Instagram. Holy shit. 
I didn't realize that. That feels very significant. You just got us an explicit rating right there on oh. iTunes. <laughs> Holy no, crap. Holy crap. Hola. <laughs> it is funny to scroll through and see. I didn't like some of ours are marked as explicit. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do we say on that one? We drop an F bomb? It's usually it's usually a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Blame the guests. So yeah, 30% of the total US population use Instagram. That's an amazing stat. And that's just yeah. gonna keep growing and growing and growing based upon the trends that we see in the marketplace. So obviously a lot of people are there. A lot of people are spending a lot of time on this platform. So building the case that yes, you should be thinking about Instagram as opposed to just Facebook. But there's some good news here as far as how you leverage that. And it's pretty easy to do. So Instagram right now is really driving the growth of Facebook, which is crazy to think about it. So yeah. Facebook had this triple digit trajectory of growth for years and years. And within the last couple of years, it's sort of slowed down. It's still growing, but you know, its user base isn't growing as fast. But on Instagram, that's where the growth is coming from, believe it or not, from an earnings perspective, if anyone really cares about the stock price, but it's about 15 plus, maybe 20%, depending on what their next earnings report is, of their overall revenue comes from Instagram. And that's the thing that's driving the growth. So when Facebook bought Instagram back in 2012, yeah, it's a nice little side project. Yeah, we'll get these younger users. It's all visual. We'll never really monetize it. Well, now it's actually integral to their whole strategy. And I think, you know, nobody really knows why the two founders of Instagram left Facebook after they were acquired. But we think it was probably because of that, because Facebook realized, holy crap, we've got this other place where a lot of our users hang out. Let's monetize that more fully. So don't really know exactly what happened there, but the point is, is that Instagram's super important for Facebook's growth, which for you, the user means they're going to continue to produce cool products as our Facebook partner manager talks about that are specific to Instagram. One of which was, was just announced a week or so ago, which we can actually yeah. talk about here. And Ralph, I usually judge what's going on at Facebook by, you know, what people at Facebook are saying or where Facebook is, you know, investing their resources. And I had a call with a woman at Facebook last week who's actually going to do some trainings with us inside of Team Traffic, which I'm excited about. And she, what was interesting is she made a point sort of like with this workshop to ask like what I'm teaching around Instagram and to emphasize that there's a lot. She's from the creative shop, which I know you've worked with. And she was really emphasizing that she could educate our students on what to do with creatives on Instagram, which shows me that that's what Facebook's focusing on. That's what they're wanting to educate people more on. And that's really what's driving the growth of the company. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they realize they've really got you know, a rocket on the launch pad. I mean, it's already sort of taken off, but they realize that there is a tremendous amount of growth that's their continued growth because Instagram users, as we'll show here, are really business friendly, which is what we really like. If you're a business and you're listening to this right now, or you're thinking about starting a business or you're working for a company that is running paid traffic, Instagram users, 80% of them follow a business on Instagram. So not only are they there in great numbers, 500 million a day, not only do they spend a tremendous amount of time on it between two platforms, Instagram and Facebook, but also 80% of people that are on the platform follow a business, which 
that's amazing to me because that translates into a lot of really good things for you as a user, yeah. which, you know, and there's another slide here. I think it's that's actually, much higher than Facebook too. A tremendous, tremendous. I mean, you know, if you look at, you know, there's a lot of good content that's from businesses on Instagram because it is a more visual platform, but I think this is an important statistic to realize that, yeah, if I'm not checking that box, which maybe we'll talk about that in a bit, you know, to go on Instagram or at least optimizing my ads for Instagram, you really should be because that's where the users are and they're following businesses and they, they're buying stuff as well. So this one is an important one. There's 600 million story users every day. Stories, Facebook, you know, Facebook has stories. Instagram has stories. They obviously, you know, sort of plucked this one right from Snapchat and yep. integrated into that billion person user base. And now 600 million people use Instagram stories every single day. Such a solid move. I know you don't use Instagram a lot, like from a personal standpoint. Like if I look at my personal social media consumption day to day, I would say... 80% plus are stories. And I'm not sure why, but they captivate me. They're interesting. I can learn a lot about people. I can click through very fast. The amount of content that is being distributed through these Insta stories blows my mind. Yeah, it's so true. And it, it just, it took off so quickly. Mm. So it went from zero users in 2016 to, you know, 600 million projected in June of 2019. Yeah. So once again, it's another placement within the placement is stories. So if you want to captivate this 600 million, 600 million users, you should probably create some content specifically yeah. for them. And Ralph, really quick, it's interesting. Deacon, who's actually your VP of ops, is that his title? Deacon's a great friend. And in November of 2017, I was about to go on a trip to Europe and Deacon's like, you must do Insta stories. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But I did for a few days because he encouraged me. And now I usually post a few stories a day. So even outside of the ad stuff, which we'll talk about, even as your brand or personally, posting stories is the easiest, I think, expression or action you can take on social media right now. And it fits into your day-to-day -day life very easily. I mean, it's a story, right? The name speaks to that. Yeah. And it's easily consumed and people love, they loved, obviously, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. I mean, how can you explain zero to 600 million users in three or four years here? I mean, it's crazy three years, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a consumable vehicle and, you know, it's a slightly different ad format, which, you know, we'll talk about in just a bit. But the point is, is like, how many people can you get in front of in so many different places to show your add your message, your pre-engagement content, whatever it happens to be, and leverage stories as much as you possibly can. Yeah. So 60% of people discover new products on Instagram. So think about that for a second. Like 60% of people that are on the platform, like they discover brand new products and they're following businesses. 80% of them are following a business. So this is kind of all getting back to people are on there. Yeah, they're on there to sort of escape and be different from Facebook, but they're also there to buy stuff. That's why it's so important. You know, we have e-commerce customers come to us. See, they're not on Instagram at all. Like all the products that Instagram now has for e-commerce, not only just that, but like any business is a tremendous amount of potential buyers that you're missing out by not having exposure on Instagram. 
So, and then this last one here, 72% of Instagrammers purchased items they discovered via Instagram content. Interesting. These are such high percentages. I'm very surprised by this. Yeah. So they find it on Instagram. They like mm. the business or they follow the business. And then they, 72% of them purchase. Mm. Like yeah. if you're selling stuff, shouldn't you be on this platform? Yeah, like, absolutely. yeah, probably a good thing to do. So this is what's coming with Instagram. This is sort of a taste for the future. So this is specifically for e-commerce companies. This is what was originally referred to as Instagram shopping as organic. And for those of you who can't see this live, we'll have this in the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 196. This is checkout with Instagram. So you can actually, this is coming to a Instagram feed near you. If you don't already see it, some larger brands actually have this. But for e-commerce, you can purchase products inside the platform. As you see in this little video here, you never actually leave Instagram. You don't go to a page after. And I think Ezra was actually on this show back in the early part of this year talking about how great it is that we have instant experiences now where you can then engage people within the platform itself on the Facebook platform you can do the same on Instagram with instant yeah. experiences, but this is like next level involvement, purchasing everything through the platform based upon your login, your credit card and everything else that's inside it. Yeah. I mean, definitely next up for the platform, there's some not concerns, but it will be interesting to see how, you know, in terms of what's going to happen with the buyer's data, right? And does Instagram or Facebook get a portion of the sale, you know? And these are discussions that are going around. Nothing to be scared of. This is going to be completely game-changing for the platform. And actually, Ezra shot a video inside of Team Traffic, a head-on video with his thoughts on Instagram shopping for those of you guys that are members. But I feel like I'll keep calling it Instagram shopping forever, Ralph. <laughs> Yeah. So it's definitely a better name than check out with Instagram. It might actually yeah. change by the time they release it. Who knows? But totally. so this is this is new news and exciting news. So not only is that good news, but here's the good news for all of you people that are interested well, you're interested in uh advertising on Instagram. It's a checkbox that you check inside the platform. So as you go inside your ad set when you're looking at your platforms or your placement sort of in the bottom of, of your ad set, you'll notice that there's Facebook, Instagram, audience network, and messenger. So those are all just placements. Mm -hmm. And, and inside each placement is sub-placements, I guess. That's what I'm going to call them, at least at this point. So at Facebook, there's feeds, there's instant articles, there's right-hand column marketplace, there's Facebook stories, which we know about. And then there's Instagram, and it's either feed or stories. So not feeds as in plural, because there's only one feed for you as an Instagram user, but then there's stories. So to advertise on these platforms doesn't mean that you need to do a whole lot in addition to what you're already doing. You can do sort of a minimally viable ad and just check the boxes and not optimize for Instagram at all. And you can reach those users potentially. What we found is that it's better to optimize and to actually tailor your ad itself to Instagram. We're running a lot of tests right now inside tier 11 to actually prove this out. But the point is, is that to get all these users, to get all these buyers, all you have to do is check a box. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you talk to Facebook, they say, well, 
always do all placements when it comes to placements at the bottom of your ad set when you're figuring out your targeting. And I think in most cases, I would say in you know 90 plus percent of cases, Agreed. we are just going all placement. In some cases, we might uncheck audience network for specific reasons that some of our customers might not want to have native banner ads or interstitial ads near specific types of content, which you can actually block as well. But in most cases, we're checking all placements. So we're obviously doing it on its own and getting exposure on Instagram, as well as the three other places where you can show ads. So pretty powerful stuff. And it's not really that big deal to advertise. That's why when, when digital marketers said, hey, do a thing on Instagram, I'm like, well, you just check a box. Can I, can that be my, <laughs> my workshop? Hey, this is my workshop. <laughs> Here's my workshop right there. Everybody I'm in and out play. in two minutes. Yep. <laughs> Instagram is merely a placement that can be customized in the Facebook ads platform. And that's a direct quote from me. I couldn't figure anybody Mr. else Ralph that actually Ralph. said that. So. <laughs> so that's the good news. And like I said, you'll see these slides inside the show notes. Ralph, I was just looking in some of my accounts really quick, just curious about what the proportion would look like. And one of mine was more like 20%, but mm -hmm. another was 70. So, I mean, one of them is 70%. That's for the keto client that I have. And I think a huge reason is we're using mostly video ads, which I know we'll talk about here in a minute. But I think mm -hmm. a big reason for that is actually the creative type that I'm using. Yeah, for sure. And that is the reason why that does happen. So for example, if you don't have ads that are really well optimized for Instagram, Facebook will naturally, and we can talk about this maybe a little bit about the breakdown effect, which we've never really talked about on this show, yeah, which is great. complex. But in essence, Facebook looks at all four of those platforms and shows your ads in essence equally to each one to a certain degree, but they try to find the lowest cost conversion of the objective for your campaign, they try to find that lowest cost objective on all the individual platforms. So people will be on Facebook, for example, maybe 40 minutes a day, and then they'll hop over to Instagram and, you know, check out what their friends are doing for a more visual, you know, you know environment, maybe just to escape like some of their friends on Facebook that are too political and they want to just see like <laughs> cool images or funny videos or whatever it is. And then they might be surfing, you know, on, on the internet or doing a Google search and you might see, you know, an ad in the audience network, which is part of Facebook's sort of empire of placements. And then maybe you get to go into messenger and then you're in there, or maybe you're responding to a group chat that you have and you see an ad. So Facebook looks at all these platforms and shows your ad to the right person, the right place, the right time based upon their behavior. And that's what we refer to as just sort of an overall strategy to advertise, but there's a way in which if you deselect any of those placements, well, the breakdown effect starts to occur, which is you're sort of hampering Facebook's ability. You know, your Instagram is feeding your Facebook and your Facebook is being fed by your audience network. And also I get this question a lot too, where it's not necessarily with placements maybe, but you know, I always say to look at your market like a pond of fish. And the mistake that a lot of people make is say you launch 10 ad sets and they're all performing well, right? Like under your success metric, most people's first gut instinct would be to turn off 
nine of them and try to scale the one that has the lowest cost per lead or cost per acquisition, right? Because that is the cheapest one. But by doing that, you're removing so much volume in terms of the amount of results that you want to get, right? It's not always about cost. It's about volume of results too. And so the same thing applies here for placements. And even your ads, like, honestly, it is very rare. I don't know if you do the same thing, Ralph. It's very rare for me to even turn off an ad nowadays. Even if the success, even if it looks high or it looks like it's not performing, I will actually see Facebook come back to that ad weeks later when my frequency gets high on the ads that they've chosen, you know, to win right out of the gate. And they'll start using this other ad. Um, So, you know, turning... Facebook is way smarter than it's ever been before. So the turning off of ads and ad sets and placements, that is not necessary like it used to be a year, two, three, four, five years ago. Yeah, because they really do work. Think of the entire platform as an entire ad network. Yeah. It really is. Like I used to be a media buyer buying banner ads from like this site and then that site. And I would go and I would create my own like network based upon, you know, whatever sleazy affiliate product I was selling at the time. Totally. Uh, don't tell my wife that, but um, <laughs> hey, no, but seriously, like, that's how we got started. That's how you buy, you know, you buy media on your own and, you know, yep. and take totally. some lumps, hopefully make a few bucks in the, on, in the way. But the point is, is that like you, I was creating my own ad network. You've got your own ad network here inside Facebook Inc or Facebook, the Facebook ad platform that includes these four very effective placements. They're all feeding each other. So, I mean, think about our user. They might see you're out on Instagram for like two seconds. They're over there. And then they're back in their their office on the desktop and they're scrolling through their feed when they're bored. And then later that night, like they've, you know, now they've seen your ad on Instagram. They've seen it again at work on Facebook. And then that night they're doing a Google search and they see the banner ad or the interstitial or something like that that comes up on Audience Network. And then they buy. Well, which one of those platforms is responsible for the sale? We always talk about this with our customers who want last click attribution. Oh, it's all about audience network. No, Facebook and Instagram were integral to the sale. They didn't get credit for the sale. Audience network clearly did because they were the last click here, but they're all feeding each other. And that in essence is how you have to look at the ad platform itself. I'm going to say the Facebook Inc. ad platform. (laughs) Think of Instagram, Facebook, audience network, and messenger all as one total platform that you're going to leverage as an advertiser. So Facebook is constantly trying to figure out where are your lowest cost converters? Where are your lowest cost people who are going to achieve your objective? And they do it by looking at all four of their platforms. So use all of them in concert with each other. Totally. And Ralph, Mike Rhodes said, as a metaphor to this attribution discussion, which of these six beers got me drunk? Right. <laughs> great. I love that. And yeah. It's, it's was it the first or was it the 17th in Mike's yep. case? Right. It's silly, but it's such a good metaphor for attribution in general. Yeah. Now, having said that, I will say this. There are some cases in which we see you know, audience network, for whatever reason, like landing page view optimization campaigns, for whatever reason, if you open up audience network for that, it might scoop up the majority of your spend and not have any, like if it's, if there's one placement that's spending like 90% or 80% of all your ad spend and doing nothing for you, that's kind of the system gone wild. So 
listen to what we're saying here, but also it's your money. So you've got to be careful. So there are times in which we will shut off placements based upon that. We're just not getting good traffic. So yeah, let the algorithm do its job, but still keep an eye on the store, you know, for crying out loud, it's your money. So if you notice that, you know, you just blew up $5,000 in ad spend, you didn't get a single sale and it was all on audience network, chances are you might want to sort of rethink your campaign and your placements. So, or rethink your offer if that's the case. So but keep an eye on it you know, do what we're, we're saying here, but also, you know, be smart with your money, especially if you're spending your customer's money, which we try to do all the time, you know, inside tier 11 for sure. So begs the question here as we're kind of getting somewhat near the end, how do you best leverage Instagram? Well, the question is really sort of easy. It's like create all your ads for mobile first, because the images and videos that you see inside Instagram are really made for the mobile platform. So what we found is that when you're creating video, for example, Instagram has a limit on how long your video can be. Now it's 120 seconds. It used to be just 60 Woo! seconds. So <laughs> yeah, we create video for 60 seconds or 120 seconds. And there's some examples in this presentation, which we we'll, won't be able to get into. We're actually talking about selling a $100 product with a 110 second video ad, like straight out of the you know, Instagram newsfeed, straight out of the Facebook newsfeed. Awesome. So, but all those are mobile. They're optimized for mobile. They're either square or they're nine by 16 or they're, you know, three by one. It sort of depends on how you want to do things and what your placement is, but always think mobile first when you're creating your ads. And I think that's a big shift is that we used to do everything with, hey, you know, we create our ads on desktop, right? In most cases, unless you're going right. to the app. You know, I need a came second. Yeah, I need a 1200 by 628 image because that's optimized for newsfeed. Well, now you can do 800 by 800 images inside, you know, desktop newsfeed, but 800 by 800 is a square, obviously. Yeah. So, probably best to go there because that's going to take up more real estate on a mobile phone. That's where your Instagram users are. If you notice the native content that you see inside Instagram is square. 800 by 800 is a good size to start with. So create your creatives with mobile in mind, which you should do. And we'll get into that in my, my training at DM in a month or so. The point is, is that the Instagram platform, by doing that, you're leveraging Instagram. Mm -hmm. So think mobile first. By in so doing, you're also leveraging the Instagram platform. Ralph, I don't know if you're going to get into this, but you know, a reason that we used to have to split our placements up between different ad sets is because the creatives wouldn't work for each placement, right? And now we have the ability, it just in the last few months, I think, I can't remember exactly when this was launched, but now we have the ability when setting up an ad to customize our creatives for each platform. And that's been huge for me because, for example, I might want to have one ad set, you know, with all the same ads targeting all the placements, but you know, I've got a four minute video ad that I'm wanting to use on Facebook. And then I upload a four minute video to Facebook. And then I obviously that's too long for Instagram, right? So we're going to upload a shortened version of that creative. Same thing with Insta stories and the ability to upload these customized creatives. What I'm trying to say is so powerful because we don't have to separate these placements out now to do so. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. And, you know, one of the things that you want to do as you create your ads is 
you can now optimize for placement. You know, you can go into Canva, for example, canva.com, great resource where you can take, let's say you're doing an image ad for, you know, we were doing this for tier 11 the other day is you can now optimize or you can optimize for placement specific to an image and go into canva.com and Canva will give you, here's the size that you need for an Instagram story. Here's the size that you need for Instagram. Here's the size that you need for, you know, a desktop newsfeed for Facebook. So optimize your image for each individual placement. And what we found is if you start to do that, Facebook now picks that up and realizes that, all right, this is something that's not just we're taking it and chopping it up and creating something that's Instagram friendly. You're actually doing it on your end by optimizing placement right inside Ads Manager. So totally, uh, and we'll get into that way more inside the the workshop. And especially when it comes to like Insta Stories, Ralph, because the action you're wanting is very different. You know, you want them to swipe up. So uploading a creative that has a person, you know, pointing or something that's really speaking to that action you want, it can be as simple as just understanding that, right? Like understanding what are these different placements? What are the actions that I want them to take? How is this going to look for the end user? You don't have to change your strategy around your creative very much. You just want to make sure your sizing's right and you want to make sure your call to action is right too. If that's incorporated into your creative also. Yeah, for sure. That's just good ad account hygiene to optimize for this. But I mean, I think... You know, if you think just mobile first, that's a good start. And, you know, optimizing for placement does take a little bit more time. It really does. But uh, it's worth it. It's it's totally worth it. And from what we see, that in combination with, you know, the big sort of reveal here is that we found through, you know, all an analysis of all our ad accounts is that the key to Instagram growth isn't not only just placement optimization, which is sort of an evolving thing. It's something that's relatively new with Facebook. It's video. Mm-hmm. Like video, if I look at all the individual accounts, and this is some of the stuff that I lost last night on the plane in the cloud. <laughs> um, I look at all the inter- individual ad accounts inside tier 11. And there's a lot of them. Like I said, we're spending millions per week. And I look at which ads are converting on Instagram and what types of ads they are. of them are video. So video is the key because not only can you reach the audience and tell a story quickly, and obviously now it's 120 seconds, but it's a video ad that tells your story, whether it is a Instagram story or, you know, a regular, just sort of Instagram post video is the key ingredient to success on Instagram thinking mobile first. Yes. Optimizing your placement. Yes, absolutely. You know, create an ad through Canva or otherwise that optimizes that placement for story, for feed, for, you know, even like marketplace and right-hand column and, you know, newsfeed and all that sort of stuff. But think about like how you can create video and video for us, and we're showing the e-com ad amplifier ad template here. We need to have you in team traffic to go over your updated version of this, Ralph, because you got some new stuff here. Yeah, this is really good. So like the idea behind this was figure out what types of videos work best to cold traffic. And we created eight different templates for them, which we can kind of talk about here a little bit. But the point is, is that the best ads that are doing the best for cold traffic come from one of these templates. Mm 
-hmm. So for us, it's just certain types of video. So it's a show me template, the hundred percent proof template, all the way going down to the teach and pitch template. But video is one of the biggest factors to success on Instagram and telling your story through that with mobile optimization. That's like the big thing. So Molly, that is why you should be on Instagram. I'm excited for your workshop. I won't be there in person, but I know that they live stream them. So uh, we'll have to check that out inside of Digital Marketer Lab Elite. Yeah. So check out Lab Elite if you haven't already. It's our not so subtle pitch for it and uh, sign up and I'll see you in Austin in about a month. Awesome. 22nd. Yeah. And if you're a media buyer and you want, um, you know, your campaigns critiqued, you want a community just for you, lots of trainings every month, uh, check us out at teamtraffic.com. So make sure that you check out the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 196. Until next week, see ya. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.